All right. Aloha. And welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson. <laughs> Coming to you from Hawaiian Paradise Park on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay! And the crowd roars. <laughs> oh, this is so fun. Okay. Uh, you know, this idea that we live in the world, it is just, it, it's really, it, it, it kind of like did a little click, click in my mind uh, in recent days. It's kind of like, whoa, uh, this idea that we're in this is what makes the makes it possible to perceive ourselves like we're suffering and it also makes it possible to perceive other people as suffering there's this idea that we're actually in this thing Uh, so so look you know it's like what what'll keep on being shown clearer and clearer if you're looking in that direction that you're projecting the image that you made that's your self-image And its world, those things are projecting from your mind, all the characters, everything. So, uh, you know, it's like it takes some mental focus as far as to see that um, through your perceptions, you know, and for me, it has always gone back to, okay, what is the feeling sense? And the more I'm interested in what the feeling sense is the more I'm able to see what's going on. Okay. So, uh, so, you know, I'll give you a, for instance, um, my son and my daughter were having a conversation that turned kind of heated. Right. So uh, first thing that I noticed, I looked to, to my body sense, you know, obviously like, this is like, like a call for help. So, So it's like someone needs some help. Right. But it's only really you. Right. So you're the one who needs you're the help you need is a is a correction. Right. You need to have your thinking corrected. That's really the help that you need. So it's always like that. And that that's that's how I look at it. Um, and that's how I I don't get into resistance with it. So first thing I could feel is I, I totally associate it with uh, feeling my daughter. I could I could feel how she was just kind of like amped up, you know, like this amped up kind of energy um, and really uh, a defensive kind of energy. So so then um, I noticed my son noticed that. And then once he noticed that he got another kind of defensive energy because she was overreacting in his view. Right. So, so I can sense both of these energies, which I love, you know, because I don't use it for projection. That's why I love it. That's why it's fun. Right. So I can sense both of these energies and just basically, you know, you know, speak about them with my son and my daughter and, and kind of like be, okay, here's what's, here's what's going on. And, you know, my son's like, mom, look at her, look how she's, look how she's acting, look how she's taking it so hard. And I go, yeah, she's definitely reacting. And then at the same time, you know, you have a certain feeling too. There's a certain feeling to your energy too. So it's like, it just takes one of you to, you know, uh, the, the term I use was, uh, seek a higher vibration. I think I said, and then I said, you know, it's really, it's more like you're sinking in. It's almost like you're sinking below those, 
upset feelings that are manifesting in your energy field. You're kind of like sinking below those. And that's really, that's how I, I, I sense it as I practice it. You know um, it's, it's just like, I noticed this, these energies and I know all the energies that I perceive are coming from me. So it's not like, you know, you got to switch your bad energy up or anything like that. It's just that, you know, in this case, like, especially with my son and my daughter, like they can see, you know, they, uh, you know, I just, I just let them know, Hey, you know, yeah. So, so if she's overreacting, then she's going through it. And if she's going through it, then she really like needs you to take care of your energy. You know, you need to relax in your energy field because in that way we can be playful. Um, so so the way it came about is my son was making fun of uh, the idea that Ikea is a fucking loser and doesn't get on with her life. Right. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah. So uh, so so that's, you know, so, so all of a sudden the, a feeling is, uh, comes up in her and, you know, Blaze is like, look, there, here's what you're doing. You know, you're like watching TV all the time. You watch TV and you make bracelets and you're on the phone at the same time. This is like some kind of, you know, basically what he's saying is some kind of mental illness, basically. <laughs> and so. You know, I know there's a total and, and I go, well, 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 wait a second now. You know, it's definitely a sign of you trying to hide something from yourself. Occupation, like excess occupation, where you just seem to like have to have a bunch of shit going on at once. That's your attempt at uh, hiding the fact that you're saying this stuff to you. That's why you're triggered at your brother for saying it to you, because you're saying it to yourself. Right. Underneath, it's all this. Uh, I got to be really busy all the time. I have to have all the stimulation all the time. I, I, you know, and I said, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with having all that stimulation. Just look when your brother comes in and he triggers you. Thank you. Cause you know, you're trying to keep it at bay. It is kind of nice. You know, you're just like, you're, you you got, you got to like, you got to say, you got like this easy road. It's nice. You know, you gave yourself this easy road. You're, you just like uh, occupy yourself. So you don't have to think about it. And then just remember whenever your brother's, your brother triggers you say, thank you. And then you're, you're like automatically letting it be healed. I mean, that's really all it is. That's the miracle right there. It's like, and, and, and I mean, you know, you can't really say thank you. I mean, it, 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 unless you mean it, you could try it. Like um, when you do it, it's a weird thing. It's like, you're saying it, but you're not saying it. Like the tone isn't there. <laughs> Even if the words come out, like you're transparent. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying then is like lean into this really gently, you know, uh, just, yeah, just so that little willingness, exactly, just lean into it real gently about, you know, you, you know, don't shame yourself for not being there. That's one of the biggest uh, hurdles that people go on. They hear this kind of stuff and they automatically feel feel ashamed because they think they haven't been doing it right or they're afraid and or they're afraid they're not going to be able to do it right so 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 what i'm saying is just knowing okay that's the goal <laughs> you could like you could like take as long as you need and you're going to take as long as you need for it to be as gentle as you can allow it to be right so so you just so so you you just relax in it 
you notice, okay, that's the goal. This is this. I suck at that right now. I love that about myself. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, here's the thing. It's like at your perceived weakness is how the Holy Spirit works its strength in you. So like, let's say I ran across a guy yesterday um, and he thinks he drinks way too many energy drinks every day. Okay. So he feels kind of bad about that. Uh, and he, and, and, you know, he goes, well, at least I'm not that bad. Like I don't, at least I don't have to shame myself that much. Cause at least I don't drink as many as I used to. Right. So, so, so that, you know, automatically it's a really good example because automatically you could see how the ego is trying to keep some shame. You don't have to feel that bad because at least you cut down, right? It's like, oh, well, some shame is all shame. It doesn't really matter. So, you know, uh, it's, it's funny because, because it's like a lot of the times people will say things to me and it's almost like it's shocking to me that they would want to do that themselves. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, and then I just come back to, okay, this is a healing opportunity. No one's really there. Okay. It's all my mind coming for the forgiveness for the miracle that I'm like, uh, you know, just like ready to, ready to go on that whatever it happens to be. Right. So, so it's just like holding people in the highest regard, as far as they're doing this, they can see whenever they want to see, and they're doing it for me because the, the, the perceived lack, let's see, let's say a perceived lack of awareness is basically a need that's already been fulfilled and which I can fulfill right now in the perceived world in my perceived world and see that's a gift that comes back to me immediately you know it's appreciation for what's true it's appreciation for uh the the awareness and the wisdom within everyone which they can't they can't hide by their actions or their comments or their words really right is it it's like if you, if you are willing to look past that then their light you could say their light or divinity however you want to put it will be revealed to you and you know at that moment you also know that you share that with them that's the gift it's like you share, you know, you knowing. See, the whole thing, it's a it, it's a not knowing a deliberately. So it's not really not knowing. It's, a, it's, it's putting multiple veils down to make it as if you don't know. And then that's believable to you, right? So, so the focus has to be on, and you know, that's how the the Holy Spirit is teaching too, that none of this stuff is real. The idea, the sense that you get that you are in a body that you have to live out, even live out any life because the things that are occurring in your experience are just occurring as a matter of course to play out what you've been believing. 
They're just simply occurring. Someone asked me today, well, if none of this stuff is real, what's the interest in going to to India? And I'm like, it's not my fucking interest. (laughs) Something wants to go to India, and then I'm having a dream of it going to India. I don't fucking have anything to do with it. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I'm watching the show just like you are. (laughs) It's like... It's like as it as if I'm choosing to do the things that I, you know, and it's like I've I've been uh, looking in this direction for quite a, a while, quite a long time, I guess you can say, um, because to me, it just seems silly to ask a question like that. If you don't think the world is here, then why are you doing shit? No one's doing anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Uh, and and it's fun because you know it's like there have been certain examples of people who realize that the world is not a reality and they just go sit in a cave and that's fine too they don't have a, a choice this is perception playing out right it's, it's according to uh what you will accept for yourself i mean who knows what what will you accept for yourself uh, it, it's like what is what is what is pleasing to you? Because even in the illusion, like if if it's pleasing to you, if the thing is pleasing to you, then it's uh, you could say that it's meant for you. If it's pleasing, oh yeah, that's pleasant. And you know, you could say, oh, that's meant. That's meant for me. I feel drawn toward that. You know, it's like it's simple like that for me. I mean, you know, uh, one example is block therapy which I started doing what back last year, February, 2022. Um, And, you know, it's still like an everyday thing for me. Why? It's pleasing. Freaking enjoy it. Right. And so that's just allowed. I don't have a choice. I don't have any kind of choice. Things are just allowed. But yeah, really, it's like, I've had so many, uh, people around me that even seem to know this stuff. Like when I'm talking to uh, um, Chayton's niece and nephew is nephew and nephew and wife. That's what it was. Um, and I was saying, you guys know that, 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 that the world we perceive isn't real and no one's in it. Right. And they just knew that all, all, all along, you know, they just knew that now uh, I'm not saying I'm not putting anyone down or anything like that. Um, there's, there's just different, uh, ways of looking at things and you know in your sphere in your sphere of influence which projects from you in your sphere of influence if it seems like people are always responsible for what they're doing you know it's just up to you to start thinking in a different way oh wait a minute that doesn't make any sense you know it, it, to 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 ask a question like that it it shows me for one that that's a kind of question that you're asking yourself all day long. That's your kind of question. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? What's the justification for this? And, you know, it's like one step toward freedom from that is just, wait a minute. How can anyone really, how can anyone be doing anything? How? If the world is projected from a mind, which we know that it is, even AI knows, 
<laughs> if the world is projected from a mind, how is anyone doing anything? Also, it's the past projecting. It's a past projecting. How is anyone doing anything? How is anyone making decisions? See, it's a good thing we're not. We'd be very guilty. <laughs> Much more than we think. <laughs> no, we, we don't, we're not able to make any decisions in the world. We make decisions about it. Okay, we, we make uh, decisions about whether it's true. We make a decision about whether the world is real, the world is true, and whether we're in the world. So, yes, your perception is going to feel very heavy, and you're never going to be released from that heavy perception that arises on a pattern. So it comes around from time to time. And afterwards, the ego gets really hopeful that it's never coming back again and tries to forget about it, right? It'll be okay, just forget about it. And then, fuck, there it is again, right? As long as you're getting these, uh, as long as you're getting these, these senses, like you're in a body, you know, you have something to learn. So you're getting a sense that you're in a body whenever you're feeling upset or uh, unsure, Unsure of which decision to make in the in the world. That's a good one. Like that's just that's just taking on some seriousness that you don't need to take on any seriousness about it. See, if you're uh, if you're aware that this is a pretense, it's not that you can't still engage in the pretense. Hi, I'm Hope Johnson. I'm a real estate agent, right? For instance, right. Uh, it's just that when you buy into it, you're gonna have to pay in terms of how you feel and because of what you know, what, what you're allowing yourself to know, you're allowing yourself to learn stuff about yourself that isn't true. And that always leads to you crying somewhere in a dark corner or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to accept that. So the body itself is like a symptom, right? Like a symptom of this wish for death. It is programmed to be a temporary thing uh, to to bring on uh, senses like fear, confusion, sadness, chill, chill. You feel cold. <laughs> that's so that's so cool. You're always dressed like it's a hot summer day, no matter what. Yeah. We live in Hawaii, pretty cold, apparently. We're <laughs> down in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, coming back to, too, don't shame yourself for feeling feelings. Like you feel upset, you feel angry, whatever. 
if you're not shaming yourself about it, like, oh, you shouldn't be feeling that way, you're going to be able to use it. Okay, you're going to be able to use it if you're not shaming yourself about it. You don't need to try to cover it up. Feel really angry right now. Huh. No, kind of like I was at this one retreat and um, they had Ayurveda. It was cold up there. They had Ayurveda, um, but it was like cold Ayurveda, which is not like Ayurveda at all. Usually they like to keep you really warm. They did not know. I think they're just like, hey, we're going to make some money off some tourists. We're going to oil them up and fucking rub them around and charge them 20 bucks. <laughs> Freeze their ass. Uh, and then I went back to my room and I couldn't get the hot water. I'll tell you what, there was a good sense of anger coming up right there. You know, for me, it's not like I'm trying to avoid anger. I just see it in a different way. I see it as useful. Not like I'm trying to do it. Not like I'm trying to like uh, get someone, uh, make someone wrong by it or anything like that. But just this expression is arising in me, right? And even when I would make someone wrong by it, I couldn't help it. I would just forgive really fast and not guilt myself about it. You know, and knowing that it's also a gift for them, whatever it is that I'm expressing, it's also a gift for the other person. It's a gift for me. It's a gift for the other person. Doesn't matter what it is. Even if I did, it lash out in anger. Even if I called them up and said, you dumb son of a bitches. How could you be charging a hundred US dollars a night and not even have hot water? <laughs> no, but that didn't need to be the case because the sense of anger is so uh, foreign to my energy field that it's very noticeable. So it does what it needs to do just by arising in my energy field. It was so cute. And Chaitan came over and I was like, I know my eyes were big and I saw him and I go, did you get hot water? <laughs> He's like, and I'm like, oh, he's like, it's okay. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Except you guys. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, immediately that sense of being cold, because that was like, you know, for me, being cold is kind of like a thing. It, it's, it seems to be a trigger for me, which is awesome. You know, I'm not trying to make myself cold, but when I do find myself in a situation where I feel cold, that's my opportunity play and use that particular illusion for undoing the sense of this whole world <laughs> right this is little thing of being cold in the shower this is great you know i don't go around afraid that i'm gonna get cold i do tend to put warm stuff on and i notice when i don't people around me tend to have warm stuff for me and care about my warmth <laughs> Billy nods his head. He's like, we got you. <laughs> uh, but, you know, if I if I happen to and that was the sense, like really like bringing on this sense of, of cold, that was what I used to bring up the anger. Of course, the anger isn't because I'm cold. I know that. That's why it's different for me. I know I'm not angry because I'm cold. I know I'm not angry because 
the people are fucking idiots or whatever the story is, right? That put in the plumbing. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> they came into my room three times and they go up and they check this water heater. This water heater is this little tiny water heater, right? And I could tell what was going on. There were no settings on the faucet. So it would just come out fucking hot. And I'm like over there just taking a little water and splashing out of myself to kind of like cool it off. Because I can't get it to like go to a, a good temperature. And then it runs completely out of hot water because it tanks like, I don't know, two gallons or something. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. So so then, you know, once uh, once I once I noticed, OK, you know, and then this is the way I'm looking at. It. OK, I'm not really upset because I'm cold. I'm not really upset because people are idiots. Right. I'm upset. Because I thought of separation and this is the reverberation from that. There's only one reason I'm ever upset and there's only one solution. So in recognizing that, that is extending forgiveness. That is a miracle. Okay. Uh, because it's it's not perpetuating that. It's not perpetuating that same thing. Remember what a miracle is uh, in A Course in Miracles words. It establishes that you dream a dream and none of its content is true, right? That's verbatim what it says. I have it on a plaque in my wall, <laughs> on my wall. And I gave Anne a plaque too, because she likes that saying. <laughs> so, uh, so really here's, here's the way to get there. Nothing I, no, nothing I think means anything. I'm not upset for the reason I think, right? These are both lessons in A Course in Miracles. I just take them and I use them however I, uh, however I see fit with the Holy Spirit's guidance, right? So if nothing I see means anything and I'm not upset for the reason I think, then why am I really upset? When I'm observing why I'm really upset, I'm taking away uh, that, uh, that fuel that the ego needs. That's the fuel that it needs is like for me to believe it. Okay. And then immediately that sense in the body's energy field, even of being cold, it just like shifts to this invigorating kind of sensation. It's invigorating. It's enlivening to be in the spirit. That's what inspired means. It's enlivening. Okay. When you're out of the spirit, you know, everything seems to bother you. You seem to be tired, right? It's like at some point, uh, at some point we have to uh, seemingly go to sleep. Apparently, I don't know. Shit. Sometimes it's like I'll notice, okay, the energy level seems to be fine at three hours of sleep. Sometimes I'll notice that. I'll be like, hmm, just noticing that. And then at a bunch of hours of, of sleep, the energy level might not be as good. You know, there are moments where I find myself caught up in the game, right? There are definitely moments. And then, you know, I pay for that energy-wise. I notice that. That's how it is. That's how we pay, energy-wise, right? A sickness comes on. It's so funny with the sickness. It's uh, it's it's just adorable. So my uh, my daughter Akea was like last Thursday when I was when I was doing wisdom dialogue. She was like passed out on the couch, looked all COVIDed out. She was talking about COVID. She was talking about how um, she couldn't smell, and that's a COVID symptom. 
right? Um, so I'm over there. I'm hanging out with her all the time. I'm hugging her. You know, I don't take any COVID pre- precautions or anything. I don't even give that thing any kind of weight. It's just nothing to me. And then she was telling me, I was hugging her and she was telling me that she's scared that she's going to have long COVID again. Cause she's had long COVID before. I, you guys, there's something called long COVID apparently, <laughs> right? You get it. And then you still feel like shit for the next six months. Okay. That's an apparent, uh, apparent thing. And I'm like, there's no such thing as long COVID. You made that up because you hated your job and your life. And right now you get the sense that you can't handle your life. And that's why you're making yourself sick. It's totally obvious. It's okay. Take our living room. I mean, basically we don't have a place for her to stay. So it's like, it's all right. Stay in our living room. And she did. She took full advantage. She doesn't like uh, get a sense that that anyone's trying to make her feel guilty or anything like that. You know, she had one instance where she goes, uh, she goes, no one wants me. And, and I go, don't fucking believe that thought. That is a thought that it, that justifies this sickness. Okay, that's justifying this uh, idea that you're sick. You, uh, you, you know, you're you're wa- you're always wanted. Don't even believe your perception, even if someone's telling you, "I don't want you." Don't even believe it. Right. So after we had that little talk, I noticed her just, uh, you know, turning, being really sweet. But at the same time, staying in there for as long as she needed, you know, getting her brothers and people to make her something and stuff like that for as long as she needed, uh, get her get her brother going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> so yeah. So uh, back to that banter between my uh, son and daughter. It was really funny because I, when I came into the mix and I started talking to them, I could also sense both of their energies really calming down. Right. They both, cause I could feel what's going on and, and whatever I could feel, I could kind of like drop beneath that and then let that just play out, play out right on the surface. Yeah. Um, so, 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 you know, it came, it came to mind that, uh, that without this kind of interpretation, they have, they can just do that for many lifetimes. And, 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 you know, in the scheme of things, even though there's not no such thing as multiple lifetimes, because it's actually a projection that's only right now, lifetimes, really, you know, it, it, it alludes to time as if there's like a beginning and an end to one of these things, but there's not a beginning and an end like that. You only seem to uh, go through a particular timeline, but really what you're doing is you're building a story that has to do with uh, that, that has to do with right now projecting the past and the future. So it's like, it's not like you actually went along in one of these lifetimes, but it seems like that from this perspective, because it's looking backward and it's looking forward. That's what, that's what the ego is doing. It's like, it's just building ego. Mind is just building up perceptions. Okay. So, so because of the underlying sense that we're guilty, when we perceive something, it'll automatically justify certain thoughts. Like for my daughter, no one wants me. Now, this is, this is one, a pattern where 
seems to have started. It could have started before this, but I don't know. It seems to have started when Tony and I were talking in the living room and Akea was probably like three or four years old. Uh, it's pretty young. We were talking in the living room and we were discussing whether or not uh, Tony should adopt her legally. Right. And she heard adopt her, adopt her, do- adopt Akea and thought we were thinking about adopting her out to someone else. Oh my God. I know. Is that so cute? That's one way for a pattern to start. Right. <laughs> I know. Well, it finally came out when she told me about it. She because she got really bummed out, and it, but she was like living with it for I don't know hours or days or weeks. I'm not sure. Um, but it finally came out. I just remember that because there's such a um, there's there's such a what is it impression? Okay, so I was just talking about how things aren't on a timeline like that. We make impressions. We make impressions on one another as well. So it's like that made an impression on her. And that's what we're doing. We're making impressions. <laughs> it's seemingly over time, but there's no time. So all the impressions are also projected right now. So back to that story. So there was an impression at a young age, even though the story turned out to be false that no one wanted her. Okay. So this, these kinds of things kind of like lodge in there and there may be memories that you're not aware of that memories that are projecting from your mind of times when you really felt like you were neglected, uh, unwanted, unloved, unworthy. And then they just play patterns all the way all, over and over again. So what that does is it makes an impression on other people to act a certain way in front of you so that you can get that uh, sensation. You can get that reaction again and again and again. So, okay. So it's like, we're also in making impressions and influencing one another all the time to act the way we want you to act. And even if you're not like doing a good job acting that way, we're going to project over it to make it look like you're still doing what we wanted you to do, which in this case was make me feel like I'm not wanted. Right. And I, and I told her, just look right past that. You know, you know, your, your dad's acting like he doesn't want you here. There here. Look right past that. It's not fucking true. He, he wants you here. So, you know, it's like, she didn't argue with him or anything. She just stayed. He told her he wanted her to leave and she just stayed. (laughs) And you know what? He was so happy that she did. (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) It's like, hmm, okay. Asked her to leave and she's not leaving. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, our daughter needs attention right now really our daughter we don't have a daughter like that it's like we need that kind of interaction we need what whatever we're getting when you see it like that you know and then you notice and you can see oh well this isn't this is a call for love in this kind of form you know it's like and it's like this i'm not afraid of saying 
hey, you know what? You get the fuck out of here. In fact, I've said that before. Like, it's kind of like, you know, if I want to use my bathroom, like I got a poop coming on and you're in my bathroom, you need to get the fuck out of my bathroom, right? That's my bathroom. I'm taking a shit in there right now, right? It's like, it's like, man, you know, if that's how it is, but it's like these kinds of things, like they'll allow you to kind of like take a step back. Is that how I really feel right now? You know, Tony was saying to me, you got to talk to her because, you know, isn't, isn't it uncomfortable for you? And I said, you know what? No, not really. I I like to use that living room a lot. I'm like a middle of the night living room user, right? Apparently. Um, I'm like, I'm like, no, actually it's not even like, I'll just go in there and she'll be totally happy to move over and let me sit there and do whatever I do in there. (laughs) We already talked about it. (laughs) And then, you know, it's like, and then I sense this pressure and this is coming from my mind as well. And, and, and because I know that, I'm able to receive creative guidance in the moment because I know it. That's why I'm able to receive creative guidance. Okay. So I know that it's coming for me, the pressure I seem to perceive of my husband uh, pressuring me to get our daughter to get out of his living room. Right. And it's like, oh, that can't be real. (laughs) That just isn't even real. I'm not buying into that, you know, and I just, and I just said, Hey, well, you know what? I don't see it the way that you see it. So, uh, you can just go and talk to her. (laughs) It's really simple. And, and, and it's like, and it's like everyone, everyone was just like, uh, just like really stoked with the arrangements. Everyone was happy. You know, you could see like, uh, a sense of like, I, I could sense, uh, the impressions with the bodies that seem to be in my space, right? And I could sense a harmony, a harmonization of the energies in the spaces. It's like, oh, okay, there's an acceptance of, okay, this is what it is. And, you know, now today, I don't know, some of you who are on really early may have seen her behind me. Um, she is super sparkly and back on Kona side, okay? So it's like she, it's like, she could use that space apparently. And it was such a joy to provide it and so much learning opportunities coming through it. You know, for me with that sense of pressure to get her out, you know, it's like there's ways that that could be navigated from an ego's perspective, the perspective of being in a body, it it might be taken as an insult or as a threat or as something's wrong with him. Right? No, it's not, there's no him. It's just my mind playing tricks. Remember we talked about last week, it's kind of like you're in this lonely, dark tunnel, just playing tricks, pretending like there's people here, right? So not making it about the people who seem to be in my experience, whose, you know, uh, bodies I feel like this body energy field as our, our minds aren't separate. This body energy field is a mental projection. So. Just getting a load of how the, uh, the the sense of the bodies in the energy field 
are, there's just this willingness to just relax kind of like beneath that and be in my own, in my spirit, who I am, right? Because it's only me even making these delusions of these bodies. All alone in a dark tunnel. <laughs> and and really, it's like bringing everything to the light. You know, that's that's the truth of what we are. Everything that seems to be, it's like, oh, no, he's not really like that. That's not what he wants. That feeling is not what he wants, basically. Like, you need to please, please tell her she needs to get out of there. I want my living room. And it's like, that's so sweet. <laughs> and, you know, you can, you can sense it's like, it's like as if something, there's some kind of dilemma. Right. And then, and, and then, you know, you can sense that it's an uneasy feeling. That's not what he wants. He is me. I know this. I sense that energy and I know it's not what he wants. It's easy. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> Anything that projects from that, even my apparent actions, right? Because that would still be a projection coming, uh, you know, in, from his point of view. From his anything that comes out of that is not going to bring about a better feeling because it's that feeling. So it has to go to another feeling. So it's like that. It's like uh, I, I just don't make that whatever's coming on that feeling as anything that's true. Not that doesn't mean it doesn't mean I'm obligated to do anything. It doesn't mean someone needs my help in that kind of way or anything like that it's just that that's a feeling that needs to be resolved in the light of truth and then that's what occurs in me because it's easy it's easy now it's just a gentle uh, it's just a gentle little um uh, pivot or turn in that direction and it's especially noticeable when there seems to be another person involved where they seem to have an upset energy field going. <laughs> and I got to tell you, that is just really fun because I don't have to be afraid of people's upset energies at all. Because the only reason we would be afraid of people's upset energies is we don't want to see how we react in them. We don't like it. We don't like how re we react to these kind of upset energies. That's the whole thing. So when you're when 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 you learn how to what I'm talking about here in this instance I'm talking about it's kind of like sinking down beneath them and being as you are. Now, that takes that takes apparently a journey in thought where you're bringing your thoughts to the truth constantly like I was just talking about None of these thoughts mean anything, okay? Now you're bringing your thoughts to the truth all the time. That's where that shift gets easier and easier. Here's the thing. You're not really looking for knowledge by looking uh, by listening to, to wisdom dialogues or doing whatever kind of study you're doing. You're not really looking for knowledge. You're looking for peace, okay? So the only way that any of this information 
is going to be able to be played out in your experience is if you're willing to have peace, how much peace would you allow to for yourself, right? So, so, so to allow peace for yourself, you're taking one of these spiritual concepts that's no good on its own without your willingness to be at peace. Uh, like these thoughts don't mean anything, for instance, okay? Uh, uh, nothing that I see means anything, for instance. These are some of my favorites. I'm not upset for the reason I think, Okay. I'm upset because I see what's not there. The table is not here. Right. I'm upset because I think I see this table here. This is why I'm upset right now. Like it, it, it's, but it's not. Just getting the perception of a world of separation is actually upsetting. It's funny. Well, you know, one of my aunts did it perfectly. My mom told me the story. Apparently she died, right? And then she all of a sudden her eyes opened and she sat up really fast. And she goes, shit, I'm back here. (laughs) (laughs) And then she told my mom, don't ever be afraid of dying. Holy shit. And then she died again. (laughs) Apparently. You're upset because you see a meaningless world. Isn't that wonderful? See, so uh, the only way to truly find joy is to be released from this idea that you're in a body in this world. That's how it becomes fun. And you see, like, People want to share the fun with you. That's what I noticed. It took me some time, though, you guys. If you've been following Wisdom Dialogues for a while, then you know. If not, you know, it's taken some time. It was 2014 when I saw that the world was coming out of my mind. And it was really obvious to me. It was 2014. It took years. Gosh. Before, uh, before you know, the the kind of like, harmony set set in but you know i just would i wouldn't stop i wouldn't stop i was like i because i knew what was true so i just wouldn't stop taking all of my thoughts to the truth i just kept doing that no matter what okay it seemed like my whole family was against me it's so funny extended family everything it seemed like everyone was like against me especially on this especially on things like this, right? Now, this sense that I have of being at peace and knowing how to be at peace that basically has developed, apparently, it's all projected now, but, you know, we're making it up as we go along. We're building it. That's why you can seemingly have this experience where you're trying to see you're determined to see and you're not seeing you seem to be failing you seem to be reacting you know and over and over and over and you keep on bringing stuff to the truth eventually just like anything like the world's a good symbol of it you know if you go and uh let's say just recently i started doing this the these four minute exercise asana sent it to me 
four minute exercises. Um, dude's name is something Bush, Dr. Something Bush. Okay. I forgot the first name, but um, it's like four, four, I don't know, four minute high intensity training. So I started doing this thing where I do like uh, uh, 10, 10, 15 to 20 squats. And then, uh, and then these other things like really fast, it takes like four minutes. By the end of it, I got a rush. I got like uh, this sense of, of, of uh, energy rushing through the system, right? So it's like I get the perception of doing this thing three times a day, this four-minute exercise. And then uh, after doing that for like three weeks or so, I start noticing apparent changes in the form, in the in the body sense, right? Or, I mean, we're talking like 150 squats come out of this thing. That's like one, one, one out of the four exercises, right? You end up with like with that many squats a day. Um, and then these other exercises. After about three weeks of that, you start to see an apparent change, right? So that's a good symbol. It's symbolic of how our mind works, okay? The the exercise itself, it isn't doing anything. There isn't any exercise. It's a mental exercise. The mind is powerful, though, to make illusions. And this is kind of like a permission slip for the mind to make the body look a little bit more tone, right? It's like it'll do that. Uh, also, it's a good uh, it's a good symbol of how it works. When you invest into taking your thoughts to the truth, okay, you do that uh, consistently three times a day, for instance, like, let's say you sit down for four minutes, you know, I've done this before, I don't need to do this right now, sit down for four minutes and take inventory, my lessons are coming, and it's just like right in the moment, right. Um, uh, But taking four minutes like that and going, okay, what's coming up in my mind? What can I bring to the truth? You know, maybe have a list of thoughts you're going to use as your truth thoughts and go, what's coming up? What can I bring to the truth? Four minutes, three times a day. After three weeks, notice how your mind is. Yay. Thank you, Billy. Yeah. Four weeks. Four, four minutes. Three times a day, three weeks. See what happens. You know, just kind of like play with stuff. If it appeals to you. That's the thing. If it appeals to you. Why did I start doing the high intensity thing? It appealed to me. Asana sent it to me. I looked at it. I said, that's fucking awesome. Next thing you know, I was trying it out. Next thing you know, I was trying it out again, trying it out again. And then next thing you know, it seems to be happening three times a day. Will it keep on going like that? I don't know. It depends. What does it depend on? Whether or not it's it's fucking awesome to do. You know, there's a certain, like I talked about before, this arc of joy. Like it notice, notice, is it joyful? Does it feel joyful? You're the one bringing the joy to it. You're just showing yourself. Like, like is this something that I want to continue doing? Like, do I want to continue doing this? You don't have a choice in it. But you can notice. Just notice. I shared before that I noticed this sense of sadness when I'm driving up to the real estate office. I haven't lately, but a few times I noticed that. Like I noticed this sense of, oh my goodness, do I even want to be doing this? Well, let's see. 
you know, just kind of like, let's see, let's check it out. Right. And just like have an open mind and open because, you know, it's like I can I know I can stop any time because I know that I'm not going to feed into the idea that I have to do anything. So if it's not joyful and, you know, what joyful is for me is fruitful. Is it fruitful? Meaning, is it bringing up the most uh, potent uh, learning opportunities that there are for me? Is this joyful for me? Is this bringing up? Is this bringing up exactly what I need? You know, it's like, well, yes, it is. And you're only going to continue on it if you need the lessons. So then I realize I get in there and I start, uh, I start learning some things, and I get it, and I'm like, shit, I'm interested in this stuff. This is interesting. You know, it's like. And then the people are interesting too. The people are really interesting to connect with. The work itself is really interesting to connect with. You know, I've got a guy right now found me on the app already and said uh, he wants to buy something, uh, something with five bedrooms and this many bathrooms. And he gave me his, his, his proof of the ability to pay for it in cash. He gave me a bank statement. And he's going to do an agreement with me, apparently. And this is just fun. I'm looking at these kinds of houses that he's looking for with him. And I realize, wow, you know what? I'm always taken care of. I get the sense. I even just get the sense that this is sad. And then I'm always told, you don't have to do this. You really don't have to do this. It's like, just go check it out. Right. And it's really gentle because it's like, there's, there's no one, there's no one here to even do anything anyways. Right. And you might think that this is terrible because you're just going to find yourself doing the worst things ever. And it, you know, it's not like that. You get a sense that that might be the worst thing. You know, I got the sense that this is going to be the worst thing going back to work after not having to have a schedule, not having much of a calendar, not having much of a schedule. Right. To have to go back to work. But what I notice is it's totally different from that. It's nothing like it. It's nothing like that at all. You know, there's a. There, there's the, the ego's way of looking at things as if you're confined in some kind of way. But what I see is complete freedom. It just shows me I'm like having a kick-ass time after a kick-ass time and anything I seem to be doing. It's just a great time. The interactions that I'm having, um, I'm enjoying the challenge. I'm enjoying learning things. It's just like, it's like whatever, it, whatever it is, whatever it happens to be. But it's like the ego can't really bring joy to it. The ego can bring this false sense of joy that's only based on uh, wins and losses, positive and negative, plus and minus, right? So for me, when I get that sense of this sadness for having to go to work, I notice I'm feeling like what I'm feeling is like a sense of the whole world 
Like this mind is the whole world. This is like the sense everyone, you know, and I've sensed that work burnout before where I've gone to work and uh, over years and go, man, this sucks. I got to get out of this. So noticing just that I have the freedom. I always have the freedom. Like a friend told me, I wish I could be a farmer. I'm like, you can. You always have the freedom. You know, it's like, it's like this, this, um, what I'm sharing about, you don't have a choice in what you do. You don't have a choice in what you do. That means there's no shame, no guilt, anything like that. You still have the freedom because it's all in your imagination. You know, you just don't, don't carry on any of those thoughts that say why you can't. Like, like for me, it's like, I know that a thought that tells me, well, you have to do this because you don't have enough money. I don't believe that. It's more like, let's just see how it goes. You know, I got the sense that I needed money. And then I got the sense that real estate would be a great way to do it. And then I looked into real estate further and I go, wow, this is really awesome. I could also help people get homes, communicate with people, stuff like that. Um, but it's like, I don't have to do it. Like, you know, it's like this, uh, this idea comes up of, of, uh, I need some more money. That doesn't mean I have to compromise uh, any values or anything like that. It's not like that. If I do, if I do find myself compromising some values, like let's say I use real estate uh, to rip a person off, you know, get them into a home they don't really want because I really just want to close this this deal, right? Let's say I use it for something like that. Uh, that's not a bad thing. That's not a guilty thing. It's just saying that I believe in scarcity. That's all it's saying. I believe in that my my belief in scarcity goes so deep that I need to play it out in this way. Okay. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I don't feel like that at all, because if I even start to feel in like I need to do anything like that, you know, it's just apparent to me right away. Oh, I'm just not trusting. No, I'm just going to trust. I was going to trust that it'll be fine. And how do I trust, you might ask? By bringing thoughts that deny trustworthiness to the truth. Basically, I have everything I need. I'm always supplied for. God sustains me. You know, make a list. If you're getting the sense that you need to do something shady, for instance. Right. Screw you have to screw someone over. This is like the mindset that a lot of people have, too. You have to be screwing someone over if you are to get ahead. Now, I went right into real estate, like totally like, 
hey, Hope, why do you want to be in real estate? Well, mainly because I would like to make the most amount of money in as little time as possible. Right. That was really like the driving thing. I, hey, let me check this out. Basically, let me check this out. I heard this is possible over here. You know, let me go and uh, do the thing and check it out. These aren't my interests. These aren't mine. They're just playing out. I just allow these things to play out. And I, I, I allow them without judgment. Right. Without pigeonholing myself. That's another thing people do. It's like, oh, you already paid 500 bucks for the course on real estate. So shaming people shame themselves to try to do it. It's like, it's nothing. You know, for me, if I paid the 500 bucks and then the next day I was like, I'm never going to do that shit. Bye bye, 500 bucks. It's fine. Or I go all the way through it and I go, you know what? I just wasn't really interested. I passed the test and everything. I wasn't really interested. It's all good. Move on to the next thing. You guys have seen me do that with all kinds of different shit. That's what I do. If you've been following me for a while, that's what I do. I just try stuff out. I experiment. You know, uh, one guy told me I was I was uh, stoned and unfocused. And I said, yeah, well, you know, I love that about myself. There's one thing that I'm always focused on. All the other things, it's just experimental. This is experimental too. It's all experimental, right? And it can be like that for me because there's little fear. There's still some fear. Otherwise, I wouldn't perceive the body. There's little fear about what's going to become of me. <laughs> how I'm going to make it, how I'm going to eat, all that kind of stuff, you know. There's little fear about that. So that allows me to take chances, experiment, have fun, right? It's not like I have to uh, go through with anything at all. I, and that's the way I was doing the whole thing, even taking the test. Like, I don't even have to finish. I don't even have to take another question. I don't even have to. What's driving me to do what I seem to do is just mental energies. Is it joyful? Right? So I got that sense and I go, you know, it made me alert when I got that sense of sadness as I'm uh, pulling up to the uh, real estate office. Definitely made me alert. It's like, whoa, okay. And it's like, okay, well, is that true? Like, let's check it out. For one, I'm never sad for the reason I think. That's automatic for me. I'm not really sad because I seem to be pulling up to a real estate office right now. That's not the real thing. Because there's nothing uh, There's nothing that I have to do. So if you could see that, there's nothing that you have to do. And you have no choice in what you do. Both of those. It's both of those. It's both. like the addict it's like oh here i am smoking again fuck i hate smoking fuck i hate this fuck why am i doing this fuck i hate it (laughs) (laughs) 
You don't have to keep doing it. Speaking of don't have to keep doing it, there's one funny story. I was uh, eating dinner at this really nice, in Bangalore, really nice high-rise. Uh, I think it was maybe a hotel or an office building. Anyways, it was on the 31st floor, which is really high. It's kind of like being in an airplane. It's bitching. I like it. It was fun. Um, so I'm with eating with three vegetarians. It's Chaitan and his nephew and his wife, okay? And they're all vegetarian. And they order this dish that's a vegetarian dish. And it's kind of like a big pot sticker or dumpling or, or uh, gyoza, if you've ever had one of those. So it's got that kind of coating on the outside. And it's like a long one, though. I usually see them smaller. Um, so it comes out and everyone gets some and, you know, we're all uh, we're all tasting it. We're all checking it out. And I was like, wow, they did a really good job making this taste like meat. I'm amazed. <laughs> And then the nephew's wife all of a sudden gets this look on her face. And I'm like, oh, shit. Right? She gets a look on her face like she's just horrified. And I'm like, oh. And I can't stop smiling, right? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> then, the, then the nephew follows suit looking completely wait a minute this does taste different than it normally tastes when we order it it's usually much softer because it's usually mushrooms right and they go do you think it's meat and i'm like um i'm pretty sure it is <laughs> since it wasn't <laughs> like you guys expected it to be i'm pretty sure that either that or they did a really good job faking the meat. That's what I thought was going on at first. <laughs> like, wow, this is really good fake meat. It tastes like meat. So, so the next thing you know, they're asking the waiter. Um, and you know, they're both their eyes are huge. You know, this they have never, these are not Puna vegetarians, okay. Puna vegetarian came to Puna or maybe before to Puna and they ate meat as a kid. They ate meat until a couple years ago, usually, because this doesn't last that long for most people. Some people it does. For most people, they ate meat a couple years ago and now they're vegan or vegetarian. No, these guys are like generations back. Like they don't even know a generation that ever ate meat. Okay. So they never has meat ever crossed their lips before. So I'm like laughing. I, I can't even help it. I, it's just, it's just hilarious to me. So, so the, the waiter comes around and the, uh, the nephew goes, how could you? He's just horrified, right? He's like, how could you? And the guy's like fumbling and he goes, no, really, how could you? And then, and then, uh, and then Chayton goes, Well, Chayton's all freaking nonchalant about it. it. was his first time having meat cross his lips as well, right? But he's just completely just like, Well, we don't have to repeat it. It wasn't that much. No one killed an animal. The animal was already dead. 
we're not, you know, let's just bless this animal in our stomachs right now. Let's just bless the animal. And it was like, since he's like, he's kind of like at a higher ranking and like, like they have this natural, it's not really natural. It's unnatural, but um, it's taught to them kind of like this ranking system where, you know, Chaitin is kind of like at a higher rank. I could tell because they touch his feet when he comes around and when he leaves. So that's very interesting. So Chaitin is just kind of like, uh, you know, it's all good. And they ask, you know, can we not tell our family about this? Chaitin's like, absolutely. We don't have to tell our family about it. Um, you know, it's uh, all just like totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all just. It was like totally, totally good. So these guys were able to completely lighten up. In fact, everyone had a shot of Jaeger with me. Actually, the um the the sister or the the woman who's married to his nephew didn't have a whole shot herself, but she at least tasted the Jaeger. So um they all and and you know everyone was just like. Uh, happy and light. And, you know, you might say I'm a bad influence at a restaurant because when I go to a restaurant, number one, I order meat. Usually, you know, usually and once in a while, I'm not like, I don't have a rule about it. You know, the other day, uh, HBC, Hilo Bay Cafe, where I, um, where I go after I'm done doing real estate stuff, you know, it's kind of like one of my networking zones now. Um, yeah, yeah, the bar at HBC, right? Uh HBC had this uh what was it cauliflower and uh no, it was mushroom and uh Brussels sprouts. I usually don't eat vegetables at all, but man, the way they make that thing, whoo, I was a vegetarian that night, sort of. I had a piece of fish. I had some uni. Sea urchin. I don't even know if you call that fish. It's closer to a plant. <laughs> eat meat also i always have a glass of wine with my meal okay uh sometimes i have an after dinner drink too which was that's the jägermeister is about always have a glass of wine i always find myself having a glass of wine with a meal and uh you know some people might consider that a bad influence because a lot of you guys have like gone to AA and no drinking and stuff like that. And, um, and, and, you know, that's fine. That's all cool. That's, that's great. Um, what I find though, is people are like, Oh, we can just relax and have one glass of wine. Yeah, you can, you know, especially when you're like eating out. I don't know. They just seem to be going together to me. Um, when I'm at home, that doesn't seem to happen. But in eating out, like when the whole time when I'm in India, I'm like having a glass of wine, sometimes two glasses of wines, Indian wine. They make uh, red wine every night. So I'm eating out every night. Heck yeah. And Chaitin enjoys that too. So then we can, uh, we can, we can both have glasses of wine and it's not like someone's uh, getting the sense like they're not having a good time because they're not having a drink. <laughs> Of course you can. They have all kinds of virgin stuff or you don't have to drink at all. Uh, but it's just a matter of, hey, you guys, you don't have to be so stringent. There's not these rules. There's not these really these rules. Uh, you know, in 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 certain cultures like uh, like Italian, you know, I was raised Italian. I'm not very Italian, but I was raised Italian, especially as far as food goes. Um, I was always eating pasta and pasta sauce. And my mom just had wine 
pretty much flowing, right? The first time I had wine with dinner, I was seven years old. And uh, I'll notice, you know, people getting this sense of guilt around alcohol. And that seems to be the thing that gets them like drinking a bunch of it. Like people at the bar will sometimes tell me, uh, you know, yeah, if we got a bottle of wine, because I get I get the bottle because that's how I can get the good wine, the one that I like. Right. I get the whole bottle. Yeah. If we got the bottle of wine, it wouldn't be there. It wouldn't still be there. You know, I'll like drink a glass from or, or glass or two glasses from the bottle of wine and then have them keep it for me behind the bar because I'm not going to be needing it <laughs> until till I come back again and people will be going, how do you do that? And I'm like, I'm telling you, it's just not having guilt about it, not having any guilt about it. And you know what? If I drink three or four glasses of wine, which I don't find myself doing because there seems to be a natural cap on it. Okay. But if I find myself doing that, you know what the thing is? It's fine with me. That's the thing. It's fine with me. And also, I'm not going to try to hide it. Like anything that I seem to do, I just like let that thing be the thing that I seem to be doing. Not to try to hide it from people. There's no, see, there's no separation in these minds. So uh, it's like whatever we're thinking, ashamed or anything like that, we're, that's what we're projecting. We're influencing those in our world. And we're going to have people come up to us, aren't you drinking too much or something? And then we're going to get triggered by them. They don't know. They don't realize they're doing it. Whatever. Uh, Right. So you can tell what kind of thoughts, what kind of guilty thoughts you're harboring by how, you know, you get triggered or the thought that you can't trust yourself with uh, alcohol. You can't, can't trust yourself. Like what you take a sip of it. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, I got you now. Right. Um, now if you don't have the faith for this, I'm not saying to do this. I have one friend on here right now, Cora, she's heard me talking like this. I didn't, I don't think she was blaming me at all, but, um, you know, there, there could be a tendency like that. If you try anything, uh, any kind of these things out and you want to blame me, that's fine. I'm not going to take it personal. It's not real at all, you know, but that's not really going to be helpful for you. Um, But, you know, it's like, it's like, if you have the faith for it, then you have the faith for it. If you don't have the faith for it, you're like, oh no, I, no, if I have one drink, Hope, you're completely full of shit. If I have one drink, that's it. I have to drink the whole bottle. That's how I am. All right. What I'm saying is your mind's a lot more powerful than that. So that's how you are. are, That's how you're making it up. Okay. Uh, I I happen to be making it up where once I get to two glasses, the next sip, it's not really appealing. You can make it up like that too, if you want. Right. You're You're all just making it up. You really are just making it up. Okay. And, you know, if you find yourself making it up in a way where you take one sip and all of a sudden you have to drink the whole bottle or something to that effect, then be nice to yourself. I love that about myself. I love that about myself. I love it that I make myself so that I can't even have one sip. Otherwise, things are going to go haywire. And that's for those of you who even like anything that has to do with alcohol. That's not for everyone. 
And, and, you know, that's the thing. We're all, we're all wired in these different ways. Uh, it, just because that's the maximally beneficial way to be wired. That's, a, that's how you, how our lessons, uh, can match exactly what it is that we need to learn. So it's fine with me. It's fine with me if I'm unfocused, if I'm unfocused. It's fine with me if, uh, uh, if I feel angry because I, uh, I, because uh, uh, I was just projecting thoughts at the hotel staff or a bunch of fucking idiots. It's fine with me. I know it's bullshit. I know it's nonsense. That's the part that I'm happy about. Right? Oh, I love you, Cora. Uh, yeah, there's there's uh, no shame in anything that you seem to do because you're not really doing it and it's for teaching and learning. That's why I share things with you guys, even if they seem like they're embarrassing. You know, I know what's embarrassed is just an ego. And I have a, a lot of practice being embarrassed. So it's easy for me. It's easier for me than uh, an average person to just expose. OK, here's what it is. You know, here's what it is. Here's how it here's how it plays out in the perception. Right. Also, don't project alcoholism for people and go like, I I hate alcohol. I mean, you can if you want. I don't want to tell you what to do, really. But if you find yourself projecting for other people because they're acting in a dangerous or weird way or anything like that, and you think it's because of alcohol, what you're doing is you're making it difficult for yourself. Okay, because you, what you're doing is you're trying to cover up your own addictions that you perceive yourself having, which you don't really have, but you're trying to cover it up by projecting it out like someone else is worse than you. Someone else is doing it, doing harm. Okay, you see that in the news, probably if you watch the news or you listen to the news or anything like that, from time to time, you'll see a person who is really stern. It was probably like a district attorney or something like that. And they were really stern about uh, people who were behaving in a certain way, doing really bad things and wanting to crucify these people. Next thing you know, they get busted for like child porn or something like that. Right. It's so cute. It's like, you know, they can't even help it. And here's the thing. It's like uh, it's like if you're aware, you're not going to get into child porn either. You're just not going to get into uh something that is hurting it's a hurt it's a hurting hurtful manifestation like murder for instance you know you're just not going to get into stuff like that because it's like it has to it has to take a mind that's hurting itself already you know and you get to a certain level of awareness and you just don't want to hurt yourself there's no need to hurt yourself so you're not going to find yourself with any kind of wish to hurt anyone else. Right. But it takes seeing, it takes willingness to see like, wow, what is it that I want to get out of this? What is it that I can, I think I can gain by taking something from someone else? 
one of them is, you know, there's like this drive to try to take people's innocence. You know, there's like, like, like as if that could make you better. The ego is totally insane. So it'll give you a sexual attraction to like little kids. And it's like, hey, actually that person who's getting this sexual attraction toward little kids needs to know of their innocence. They need to remember their innocence. So, So it's like you and I, anyone who gets the perception of someone in that kind of mindset, rather than projecting onto them to let them uh, have their innocence to recognize the innocence for them. You know, we could do that by extension, by recognizing it for them. It's really that simple. It's really loving. You could just hear a story and extend that forgiveness for them. They're lost. They're confused in that lonely. Really, they're not hurting anyone. And real, really, really, they're not actually hurting anyone in that lonely, dark tunnel where they're playing all these stories out. There's a story about they lost their innocence. And then there's another story about how they can get it's totally insane. How they can somehow recover it in the body of a youngster. So just that willingness to see that this is a uh, uh, this is a play of ignorance. It's just a play of ignorance. The person actually needs to know of their innocence. The person who seems to want to do harm. Even someone you could say, uh, we got this thing going on apparently with the Palestinians and the Jews, right? People are taking sides on which team they're on. <laughs> Anne doesn't know shit about it. I love her face whenever I talk about term current events. It's great. Okay. Anyways, so 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 yeah. Um you get the sense that one of them one of them is right and the other is wrong, or you just like get the sense that, oh, I can't stand all this war and everything like that. It's just an opportunity for you to see that you are, no one is here. You are not here. You are not here. And neither is anyone else. Everyone's projecting their private dream in this dark tunnel all alone. Right? They're projecting it. And it's like we get reverberations from other people's projections down the line, down the tunnel. Uh, We're all alone in our own manifestation. We're just making it up. So if we'll have compassion, and really that's still a matter of hope. How do you have compassion? You're bringing the thoughts to the truth. Okay? Nothing I see means anything. I'm not upset for the reason I think. This is God's son in which he is well pleased. In whom he is well pleased whatever, whatever works for you, whatever kind of grammar works for you. (laughs) The main thing is you want to see, you want to get that experience that there is only innocence because that's what comes back to you in the moment. That's how you know your own innocence. You can't know your own innocence while you're projecting as if anyone is guilty. 
You can't know it. So that's why you're going to get these opportunities. And by you knowing your own innocence, you're extending it outward. So he's, you know, he's getting the benefit. He or she is getting the benefit of your willingness to be at peace. Glenn said earlier, you are what you are looking for. Peace. And that's what everyone's looking for, right? And that's what we are. So it's in the moment. So that's why I'm talking about, you know, sinking in kind of like beneath those upset feelings. Being in your power. One way uh, Hawaiians say it, uh, there's a saying called Aku Mau Mau. I love that one. Aku Mau Mau. And, uh, and and it's just a way of uh, of being inspired, like I am here, but as a spirit, I'm not in a body. Like my spirit is here. See, when you want to, when you want to be in a body, it's like saying you want to be affected by the world. And, you know, everyone who says that they're in a body, one person told me they found joy being in a body. The same person is complaining publicly from time to time about people in the community. Okay, that actually is not joy of being in a body. That's the opposite of that. Okay, you didn't find joy being in a body. A body is a symbol of this death wish. It's a symptom of a sick, sick mind. (laughs) That doesn't mean it needs any kind of punishment uh, or abuse or anything like that. It doesn't need anything like that. That's not going to help the mind by harming the body. Harming the body is not going to help the mind, but just withdrawing any meaning from it. Withdrawing any meaning from uh, from uh, this uh, this illusion that it's our home. Anytime you get upset, it's because you've invested something in the body being real. And then you know, of course, the ego wants to take that as don't be don't be upset. I'm not saying that. I think it's awesome when I get upset. Is it awesome when you get upset? I think it's awesome. It's a learning opportunity. Like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, I'm laughing when my friends who are vegetarian are putting meat in their mouth, not knowing it. You know? And I'm just laughing because it's not real. They don't have to repeat it. It's like, and it's it's so nice. You can see how the how influential we are. Because it's like, you know, and it, it's not like it's not like I I know what I should do in that situation. It's not like I know if I should be laughing or not. I have no idea. You know, once I saw her face, I'm immediately asking for guidance. Right? When I when I saw once I saw her face, like, oh, I noticed a I got a feeling too. And I immediately asked for guidance and it was just hilarious. And that's was that's that was what was needed apparently because people 
calmed down, were able to enjoy themselves. Relax and enjoy the fun. Right? And who knows? You know, who knows? Maybe they will be eating meat. Doesn't really matter. We get these ideas, though, this shame. Oh, I killed an animal or something like that. Gosh, you guys, the animals, they are so, so happy to be used for that. They are so, so happy. One of my friends saw it in a vision where it was birds and worms. And the worms were like, pick me, pick me, pick me. It's like serving the human consciousness, which is where miracles are coming through, is a delight. And if you look at it, if you look at it too, uh, when plants, plants are also aware, apparently, when they're going to get eaten and whatever energy is coming up, we're interpreting it as fear. But the thing is, they're not afraid. They don't have an ego. That's how... Uh, we, I'm saying we very loosely. This is what the scientists are saying. Okay, when you read these reports, like whatever, whatever interpretation they're making of it. Well, I'll tell you what, even our upset feelings, we're not interpreting those correctly because they are excitement in disguise. That's the same thing with the plants and the animals. They're excited. They want to contribute to the expansion of consciousness. This is how it's going on in the play. They know it's a play. They know they're not in the plant. They know they're not in the animal. It's okay. And it seems to be, it seems to be that people have a, have a problem with one or some people have a problem with plants. It's funny. I only eat meat and no plants. Once in a while, you meet someone that says <clears throat> the plants are the highest consciousness and we don't do anything to them. I don't even eat any plants unless fruit falls off the tree. I don't even pick it. I have friends like that. Uh, you know, it's an honor for them. You, you, you know, there's a total misunderstanding from a human point of view what what this what this even means i mean this is like uh, more like anything that you seem to be given to eat it's like be really grateful for that thing we're like looking at macros and different things and you know i like to play around with that kind of stuff too you know it's like uh you know sometimes i'll be like yeah you know what i'm gonna see what it's like to get uh three protein meals a day want to see what that feels like i just experiment with stuff right i don't know what's right especially after so many experiments, definitely don't know what's right. Jeez. The results change all the time. I noticed one time in the gym a long time ago, I was like, uh, I, I was like, well, anything that I seem to do, it seems to work for a little while and then it seems to not work. And I got kind of anxious about that. And the spirit told me, don't worry, you're always going to have another thing to do. There's always just going to be another fucking thing to replace that thing. 
And, you know, being like that and being willing to experiment and try just keep on jumping from things to things, be unfocused, right? Willingness to be that way has shown me a lot about how that none of this stuff is real. It's shown me a whole bunch. It's like I wasn't able to maintain really any kind of uh, fitness routine that went on for a really really long time i mean there was kundalini yoga there for 11 years that was one of the things that i was like wow that was really that really kept on going on but it's like it's not me deciding on focusing on doing kundalini yoga i just that i wake up in the morning and it seems like kundalini yoga yes that's all kundalini yoga yes now it's blocking? Yes. Kundalini yoga? No. <laughs> so it's like going along with joy. And then it's kind of like everything seems to work. And then stop working at some point. Everything works. Oh, there's like this. Oh, yeah, this is awesome. And then stop working at some point. Kundalini yoga was an 11-year thing. It seemed to be like the best. And then once uh, at the end of the the 11 years, I just started to notice, hmm, it's not that appealing to me anymore. Hmm, I seem to be getting out of alignment. Things seem to be getting out of alignment. Okay, and then I'll just rest with that and see what comes up next. That's how I do it with everything. I just take a rest. Lots of rest. And see what comes up next. So I, I noticed the thought while I was uh, traveling around that I would like to have more muscle tone. I noticed a thought like that. I'm like, huh, this shit's look, it's a little bit flappy. It's nice. It's getting nice and loose. Lots of different things are uh, coming back into alignment. Uh, okay. I just rest with that. And then the next thing you know. I see this thing. Asana sends me, apparently. See this thing. Open it up. That is freaking awesome. Oh, it's and and it happens to be for uh, stimulating muscle. And it's four minutes. I'll try it. So why do anything why do anything if you know that the world is real well you're gonna find yourself just doing a whole bunch of shit you know the world isn't isn't real you know the world isn't real and you're not you're actually not in it that's really important that you're not in it that's a big one because when it's as if you're in it or you want to be in it oh i want to be in it you'll be oh i hate this i see poverty oh, i don't want to be in it and you go, oh, what a beautiful sunset. All right, I'll stay. I hate that people are killing themselves uh, and killing each other and spreading blood all over the ground. I want to leave this world. And then you go and see a starry night and you go, fuck, I'm going to stay. The thing is, you're not here like that. So you get, you get a sense. There's a scene about this warring and there's blood on the ground. And then it fades to another scene. That's all. And every time it fades to the good kind of a scene, it gets you to go, oh, yeah, I'll keep it. I'll stay in it. 
I'll keep this. You don't want to keep it. You actually want to resolve it. The ego is afraid of that because the ego believes that this world is its life. One thing the ego depends on you for is to teach the ego that this is even not its life. Okay, because the ego is just a bundle of thoughts. It's a lot of thoughts that deny who you are. Those thoughts aren't getting destroyed. They're getting focused back on the truth. Right now, they're just in denial. Okay, this is part of your mind going out projecting. All it's be all it's doing is returning its focus to its source, which makes it know its wholeness. That's all. So the ego is coming back to you. It's not getting destroyed. It's not getting ended. It's not getting undone, let's say. The world that you made with the ego is getting undone. The ego is just going to be transformed back into what it actually is before you hijacked it and started using it like this. We're calling it the ego now that it's used for separation. But it's not like that. You don't need an ego. It's a bundle of thoughts that are focused outward. Those thoughts are are, are going to be focused back inward. That's what the ego's learning. So the ego actually does depend on you to reassure it that it's safe to be released from whatever thought pattern seems to be arising. Because in the ego's view, that thought pattern seems to be necessary. And it seems like it would be a sacrifice to give up that thought. But really, it's your greatest joy to give up whatever thought it is that you're pursuing with the ego. Okay. So it's up to you really to show the ego that the fear is unfounded. Again, how do you do that? You keep on bringing thoughts to the truth. What I love about A Course in Miracles is they have uh, 365 lessons. That means 365 short little sayings that are true in an illusion they're true because you know we have duality we made it up so we have true and untrue thoughts right uh you don't really need any true thoughts in reality in heaven uh whatever you want to call it um but in an illusion they come in very useful so just right there you got 365 really these are potent they even give you a a a little a little thing to study for that day if you wanted to do the all the day practice each day of practice but you could just take like look it up online and take these thoughts that are at the top of these lessons and find like five of them that resonate with you and see if you can take your thoughts to that i i suggested earlier uh four minutes a day three times a day you could do it once a day whatever any little bit is going to help. It's just like a, a donation to the missionaries, you know, like I used to go around and say, can you help us out with a donation? Any little bit will help. Well, this reminds me of, you know, any little bit of willingness that you offer toward this is going to be helpful, even if it's just for a, a, a second. And the more you, and the more you practice that, the easier it's going to get, the better you're going to feel it about it. everything that seems to occur in the world. Whatever the kind of circumstances you find yourself in or you perceive other people being in, any of that stuff, you're going to feel really good about it. The more you're bringing those thoughts to the truth, because the more you're doing that, 
the more you're recognizing that you don't want to be in a body. And in fact, that's good because you're not actually in it. But thinking that you are in it makes you fearful. One of my favorite ones, I'm upset because I see what is not there. That's what's going on. We see what is not there. We're not really seeing, we're perceiving, but it seems like we're seeing because it seems like these bodies are actually seeing, but they're not. It's as if you look, it's as if there's a little spirit or something right in the brain with looking out these eyeballs. It's not like that, though. It's not in the brain looking out the eyeballs. You know, you're you're always in the mind of God. You never leave the mind of God, okay? You made your own mind. You made up your own mind. It actually doesn't exist. It's projecting this world. But you never left the mind of God. You can't get out of that. So it's, it's impossible for you to be in a body or in a world. You know, the whole projection is coming out of your mind. So, so you're able to uh, make an illusion that like you're inside of this because you can sense the inside of it. But there is no really inside at all. It's like a hologram and you're projecting it as if there is an inside and an outside. It feels so real. Especially when someone slights you, all of a sudden, boom, it's great. I love it. So earlier when I was talking about uh, my son and my daughter, it just it, it just came back around to me. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because it comes back around and then I just seem, seem like I lose it again. And it it's just all goes along with that unfocused thing. I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs> My daughter is getting offended when my son is going, you know, basically telling her about herself, like basically reiterating the thoughts that she says to herself. So it's really different when my son does that with me. And, you know, and that's because I know, I guess I'm skillful when it comes to this kind of stuff. It's got to that kind of point, you know. So my son will go, will say something about me. Oh, yeah, you're this and that. You, you think you know that he starts laying into me right there, right, right in front of my daughter. And he goes, you think, you know, you think you're this and that and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I've been to India. <laughs> He's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then my daughter can see, you know, it's like, it's like not. You know, all this stuff, I know it's, I know it's my mind, right? So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like the, the spirit just gives you, you know, creative and funny and whatever resonates with you. You know, I, uh, my, me and my family, we love to laugh, you know? So then, then the next thing, you know, everyone's laughing and then my daughter can see how, okay, you know, it seems like when he's making his digs, it's really like he'll put on a serious face and like kind of look look at, at you like you're a complete piece of shit, right? And <laughs> and I just play with it every time, you know. I just like kind of like roll right into it. 
it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, I'll just be given something to play with because I'm open to playing with it. Right. So that's how like the perception can just be used in a creative and fun way. It's always being used in a creative and fun way if we like it. That's all. Kim, she says, I've been following you and listening for over five years and all this is just now setting in. Yeah, I know. It takes time. Isn't that fun? It's fun that we get to we get to hang out together like this for so long, though. You probably go through uh, periods where you go, oh, what a crazy bitch she is. She doesn't even know what she's talking about. She's so unfocused. I don't know. <laughs> But then over time it starts and and that and that fucked up laugh. One guy has a problem with the laugh. And when I laugh, I cackle like that. Uh, apparently it it hurts his ears. <laughs> but here I am, I keep on going. Um, because because that's what I hear from people. Like usually people are saying, Yeah, it did take it like like five years. And then they go, wait a second, now I'm starting to get what Hope is saying, that crazy broad. Crazy stoned broad. <laughs> I don't know. I think that I think I'm I think I'm always like a little bit stoned. That's how I feel, anyways. Like I'm all just like uh, always just like a little bit stoned. I know when I was at the hotel in India, um, you know, it's like you know, if people were people were going. You're just smiling like they could barely speak English, but they'll go, you're just smiling all the time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, and I'm and and I'm like, yeah, it's like I'm stoned all the time and <laughs> just smile all the time. Um, And and it's and it's just because I know. So it is like I'm stoned all the time. And, you know, it does tend to be uh, manifesting at some times unfocused in the world, which is totally fine with me. Like when I need to seem focused, I seem focused, apparently. I mean, for someone who's always stoned and unfocused, it's like really uh, amazing how I seem to be able to pass that real estate exam that a lot of people can't pass, apparently. But, you know, it's like no one's even doing that. I just know it's nothing. I just know it's passing. It's not, it's not me. I'm not the one being stoned and I'm not the one passing real estate exams. And I'm not the one doing deals, apparently. <laughs> doing, apparent, doing apparent deals, looking for houses and stuff. Oh, thanks, Brett. I'm glad you enjoy the laugh. Yay. A lot of people do, actually. A lot of people actually do enjoy uh, enjoy it. Uh, there's just like, you know, I get that feedback sometimes and I'm, I love it because it's all in my own mind. You know, like I, I just tell people, I love that about myself though. I like that I'm stoned and unfocused. You know, sometimes people tell me something like that to try to get me to make wisdom dialogues better. I've had all kinds of advice like that, you know, uh, to get, get me to make this better, uh, somehow be better at this, but I know what this is. I know what this play is. You know, if, if I'm, if I'm coming across like that, that's fine with me. And and you know what? If it's if the person perceiving it is turned off by wisdom dialogues, that's perfect for them. And it's perfect for me too. It's really, really perfect. It's like everyone gets what they need. See, no one can hear this unless they need to. So if, if the idea that I'm stoned and unfocused is going to get you to not listen to it, that's a good enough reason as any. 
really i mean you don't need it until you need it and then you want it and then you're gonna think i'm fucking adorable that's what happens (laughs) even that crazy laugh right there even that cackling laugh uh uh, kim said i absolutely adore your perspective it's different and quite refreshing yay i'm glad you're i'm glad you're enjoying it yeah you know just have fun with it because you know it's like if you just enjoy yourself uh, down the line, you're going to see, oh, that's how that clicks. That's how that clicks. And you're going to get some relief. And you know, that is the best. I, I'm so stoked about that. I mean, the first time anyone ever had a conversation with me uh, about real estate, they they were asked me a question. And you know what the outcome was? That they were going to go home and be really nice to their partner. Like, I, I'm fucking happy about that. That's a relief. That was such a relief for her. Because she was holding this thing about her partner doing something wrong. And then when I was able to show her a perspective that was different than, than what she was coming in with, her uh, outcome from asking me a real estate question was to go be nice to her partner. And you could see her face lit up about that. It was just like really wonderful. So, uh, you know, it might be just like these little uh, these these little ahas here and there, but eventually it adds up to be really big in your life if you keep on going with it and you and you feel inspired for it. By no means should you go for it if you're repulsed by me. You know, <laughs> something's grossing you out. Uh, okay, speaking of grossing you out, I I would really like to address this. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna address this for people who who told me that they feel gross when they get molested. You know, I did that molesting story on Facebook. It was a great fun story. Lots of people participated in it. If you haven't seen it, go to my Facebook page. I'm Hope Johnson in Hawaii. You should be able to find me pretty easily. Um, and look for that post if you haven't seen it. Uh, so. One person told me that they're just disgusted with the story itself and the look on our faces, me and Chayton in our picture, we just completely disgusted. It was disgusting. Another person told me that she feels disgusting whenever she's molested. Here's the thing. And I guess, you know, she's in her 20s, so she gets the sense that she's being molested a bunch. Um, also, you know, I heard her talking before about going to dungeons and shit like that. Sex, sex dungeons. Uh, okay. So, and, and, you know, I've had talks with Gota about stuff like this too. Uh, and, you know, it's like, we don't want to be, we don't want to be molested though. We want to be like, the, okay, check it out. You are putting out a sexual energy. That's why you're getting it back. Okay. I demonstrated that to myself in India. Okay. I didn't write about it on the post, but I'm talking about it here on Wisdom Dialogues. You guys are the ones are like the core. They can get this kind of shit. Okay. That's why I didn't even write about that part there. It's coming over here. That's the, that's the inspiration I'm getting. So on the drive to that hotel where I got the, quote unquote, molestation experience, which I loved, by the way, um, there was a sense of there was the, there were some insane thoughts and some insane fantasies got playing out. And they're hooking me in the car and the way over there. It was interesting because I felt a sexual en- energy. I felt kind of like juicy and sexual, like, oh, yeah. And there was a fantasy of getting someone, a man 
who is so hooked on me that he uh, that I end up leaving my family for him and I end up going with him and uh, and, and, you know, there's this fantasy. So I, I recognize that it is a fantasy in the moment. I can see that it is a fantasy. I'm also act asking for help and I'm also seeing my mind go into it. Okay. All right. An experiment needs to happen. That's all that means. It's okay with me. It's still okay with me. I'm asking for help. I know this is a fantasy. I know it's going nowhere that I want. And yet here it is playing out, right? This is how the ego works. Now, for the most part, I told you about this last week. We just shut it down. We sit, we shut that down. We don't want to see it. We cover it up really fast and make believe it didn't happen. Most people have say something like that to them. They're like, oh, unbelievable. And it's like, no, this is what's going on. It's a shared mind. No one's ever any different than anyone else. Okay. It's just, a, it's a shared fucking delusional mind. Okay. So it's a matter of seeing these things. It's not a matter of trying to like separate yourself from the people who think like this or something. <laughs> it's not like that. So I'm noticing this. And then the next thing you know, you know, this guy is like, there's a series of events. Next thing I know, hands on the ass. The guy's grabbing me, right? I just couldn't not stop laughing. I did not feel disgusting one bit. I did not feel disgusting or disgusted. Not one bit. Okay? Because I know where disgust come from, comes from. And that comes from trying to hide the disgusting things that you think you're thinking of. See, I know that I'm not really thinking like that. I know I'm not. I'm pursuing something because it's interesting to me. I can see myself being interested in that particular pursuit, even though a part of myself is asking for help. And then it's like, it's okay. This is an experiment. Let's see what comes of it. And I can see like, there's the manifestation right there. I had, it's funny because I don't know what to expect as far as manifestation. I have no idea. I mean, this guy flat out said to me, I gave you this room upgrade. Now, what are you going to give me? I still don't know. I probably know, but don't know. I know, but I don't know kind of thing. Okay. Um, but I'm just like, well, I'm going to give you essential oils because your hotel smells like shit. You know, <laughs> I have no idea. He's thinking in terms of sexual. I know, but I don't know. So there's a part of me that knows it. And there's a part of me that wants to play with it. Okay, it wants to play because it's like all of this stuff I set up it wants that it wants to play with it. Like part of the demonstration is that response. What are you going to give me? I'm going to give you some essential oils. I don't buy into any of that sexual energy. I don't buy in any sexual innuendos. I don't believe in that shit. So that's what I mean by I know when I, I know, but I don't know. It's like I'm kind of uh, uh, surface level naive about it. And then also. I just don't buy into the sexual innuendos or anything like that. I don't make them real, basically. So then when he's grabbing me, I'm laughing. And that's because I know that I'm making it up. I know that I'm not in this body. At the same time, you know, it's like I could say whatever I need to say, like, get your hands off my ass, for instance. And, and then, you know, it's like, hey, you're acting like a perv. Go get my luggage now, for instance. 
Okay. The reason why anyone's feeling disgusted or disgusting is because these thoughts that precede the event, you're trying to cover it up. That's how you cover it up. Making believe like the disgusted, disgusting feeling is coming from the perception. It's not coming from the perception. It's coming from more of an internal perception that you're making. And that's that you think that that pursuing those thoughts is something that makes you guilty. And so you want to cover it up. And this is how you do it by projecting it out. That's why we have molesters because that, and that's why I say I'm the molester here. Okay. Anyone molest me? I'm the molester. All right. Because it it cannot manifest as a molesting experience without having uh, a a self-serving ego serving kind of thought that preceded it. Even babies do this. Okay. Might not necessarily, not necessarily be with a, a sexual vibe like we learn throughout the lifetime, right? But even ego, even babies think with the ego. That's how they're able to pop out up as a baby <laughs> in the first place. That's how they're able to pop up as a baby body. And we make these manifestations. I'm in no way saying that any baby should be molested. That is not a good thing. I'm not saying that's a good thing, okay? Uh, in, in, in reality, it's not good or bad, okay? But I'm not saying it's a good thing, all right? Um, because it's always a teaching thing and because no one is actually being harmed. We need to be able to see that to be able to get relief from the body sense. We need to be willing to see that to be able to get relief from the body for body sense and extend the healing that's needed. Okay. So the thing is, if there's a, if there's a sense that I can save a baby from being molested, most likely I'm going to be moved to that. I'm going to be moved toward that. Just, it's just going to occur. There's no way it's not going to occur. That's just like, it's, it's that that's life taking care of itself. It's like, uh, even in the illusion, that's just like life taking care of itself. I'm not trying to mindset my mind, fuck myself into not doing anything in the world. That's the same as trying to do stuff in the world. You can't really not do anything. Like, you know, if this situation occurs and it's like, uh, okay, uh, do I sit here or do I go? They're both doing something. <laughs> Because there's a body involved. <laughs> you can't help it. Right? Do I stay here on the on the island? Oh, I love you, Connie. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, you know, if I stay here on the island or if I travel to, to India, it's the same to me. I was talking about before I went. It's like it occurred to me, why the fuck am I going to India? What What is this about? A good thing I don't actually go anywhere because it seems ridiculous getting on a plane. And going to a different place to do the exact same shit I always do. Right? Uh, really, I do. Uh, what, uh, what, I, what I'm here for, what I'm here for, uh, apparently here for, is extending forgiveness. So that I can undo the appearance that I'm here. Or any of you are here. So I can help undo that. 
That's the only reason for it. So I'll get back to you more about that uh, molestation and disgust and stuff like that. Um, I think it's really interesting how we um, make it as if it's outside of ourselves, you know, and it reminds me of, of the time I wiped my son's ass and I go, oh, this is disgusting. And he turns around, he goes, you're disgusting. And I was like, oh my goodness, you're right. That's, I'm the one projecting it. <laughs> That's why I say I'm the fucking molester. Any molester that I, I get a perception of in my mind, even if I hear, I am that molester because it's my mind it's my thinking that brings about any manifestation like that so then it becomes my responsibility which it is it really is when i will take responsibility to for it that's when i can extend the innocence that's what we're doing i mean this healing is going out like tentacles all across the whatever it is there isn't anything here all through all 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 across the minds let's say the separated minds that we made up it's a, it's going like tentacles all along and through uh like you know someone's someone has been listening for a while and they go oh i can practice this now i can extend forgiveness now there you go now you got another line of it going until the whole uh the, until the whole group all of humanity basically knows it and then you're going to see the plants, the animals, they, they've known all along. We're just projecting onto them. We're, we're, giving, we're, we're giving them uh, human qualities, uh, you know, with this fear, fear of death, all that stuff. They know they're not even here. They know it's a play. You know, we're only getting afraid of death because we think that it's actually a possibility. And all fear is fear of death. Fear of losing uh, your boyfriend. Uh, fear of... Uh, Losing some money, fear of gaining some weight. A lot of people are afraid of that. <laughs> fear of being skinny for bodybuilders. <laughs> uh, Connie said, thank you for explaining the molestation. This example really helps me understand it in a new way. Oh, good. I'm so happy for that. Uh, one friend said, thank you for getting felt up for us. And I said, you're welcome. I do that anytime. That's what, you know, my body is basically my body illusion is for healing. So whatever it needs to do, if it needs to get molested, that's fine. I mean, you know, it even occurred to me, shit, this dude can totally have his way with me right now. Like I can't do anything. I'm much smaller than him, uh, apparently. Uh, but you know, it's like, even given the appearances, it's like, it's like, well, it's, I'm not going to resist shit. I'm not going to be in resistance. Uh, and, you know, not being in resistance, I can just like uh, apparently speak out. And allow and loudly. <laughs> not like quiet about, um, will you please not touch my ass? I'm like, get your hands off my ass. But I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> you maybe got the impression that since I was laughing, I was just kidding. <laughs> so then I just had to show him I was, just, was not just kidding. And then, I, and then I just told him that it's time for him to, uh, he's acting like a perv and go get my luggage. But even when he's acting like a perv, I'm like, you're innocent. Okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's all just acting. 
Uh, Celeste said, holy shit, your laughter works miracles. I feel so sorry for anyone who can't, who can find it annoying. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> well, you know what? It's got to be me, Celeste. I have to be the one finding it annoying because I'm the one projecting people to tell me that. Right. So that's what's really fun. That's why, you know, it's an opportunity to be for me to demonstrate what I really mean, how I really mean to treat myself. And that's why I say thank you. I love that about myself. And of course, it's perfect for whatever people find in me. You know, some people find a narcissist in me. Right. And, and uh, or gaslighter. Those are ones I get pretty often, um, mostly because uh, it seems to be anyways that I say any upset feeling you have means that you have been wrong. You thought wrong. You need a correction. OK, so that's taken to mean that you shouldn't feel upset. That's not what I'm saying at all. You should feel upset if you feel upset. It's great. It's got a message for you. And that's that you've been wrong about what you've been thinking. <laughs> Shaming yourself for feeling bad is not what I'm talking about at all. In fact, one of my friends on Facebook was just talking about, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of like a little bit of a shame post toward the love and light people for having um, steered her wrong all these years. Um, because the love and light people, they told her to just be all love and light, right? This, this is my this is my fucking take on it, okay? No one's here. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the love and light people, they've been telling her all along that she shouldn't feel sad. She shouldn't feel angry. She shouldn't point out injustices, different stuff like that. That's, this, is, this is her take on it. And now she's like, hey, actually, I've been feeling all this stuff, and I'm not feeling shame about it, and now I feel much better. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what the light, love and light people wanted for you the whole time. <laughs> that's what they wanted for you. They wanted you to see that nothing is shame, shameful. That is a major key to happiness, to see that none of your reactions are shameful. That is what the love and light, myself included, if I'm in that basket for you, people wanted you to see the whole time. Now, it may be that they weren't able to get released from shame themselves, so they may have come across that way to you. But really, what they always wanted for you is to be happy. And now you see that not shaming yourself about your feelings makes you really happy. <laughs> so, you know, that's a big congratulations, actually. So, yeah, I love you guys. Thank you. It's uh, now 5.09, and I've been talking to you for over two hours. I feel like I could probably keep going some more, but something else is calling now. Um, I don't know what it is. I just get the call, and there it is. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for this conversation. Um, everyone has been really uh, a, a beautiful gift in my life, uh, no matter what. It seems uh, like, you know, if I'm unfriending you or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of rare, but really, uh, it's like most of you are actually like super grateful and and you, you uh, reflect to me a sense of gratitude for this uh, awareness, for this knowledge. And 
um, also for the peace that that a lot of you have found and and it's brought you to. And I'm really happy about that. Um, thank you so much. Um, you make it. Uh, you make it worth it. You make the dream worth it for sure. <laughs> all of you. All. Uh, I just love humans. That's one reason why I, I love being a real estate agent. I hope some of you, if you want to do anything in real estate, you connect with me. Even if you're in another state, you connect with me because I really enjoy um, being able to communicate with you in a work kind of sense. That's really fun for me. Um, and also uh, just to take care of you in that way and use it for healings and blessings. So it would be really fun if you you do. Also, go to hopejohnson.org. Hey, someone ordered my book off hopejohnson.org today. This is kind of rare for me. So that's, a, and it's my first time getting a book sale on the new platform, Shopify. So um, that's a place where you can get a, a copy, a signed copy of my book, Unschooling for Parents. It'll come directly from me. Um, ex instead of coming from Amazon. Now it ends up being like 28 bucks or something like that when it comes from me, when you can, when you can get it on Amazon for, I think less, it might be only 20 bucks for the book on Amazon. You're not going to have it signed. Um, and then also you can might, you might be able to get it on Kindle for free. If you have points on your Kindle then you can just download it for free. Um, but check out hopejohnson.org. I have a few, a few blog posts on there. I get inspired to write more blog posts when I see that people are viewing my website. Um, I also offer one-on-one -on, -one on there for a fee. Um, you can sign up for one of those. Of course, if you listen to Wisdom Dialogues and you ever want to talk to me and you don't feel like you can come up to that with that fee, no worries. I just talk to you uh, for as long as it takes. Okay. doesn't matter. Um, also, you, you can donate on there now. If you want to donate on uh, on there to me, that's really wonderful. I do pay for Zoom and um, and I don't know, some different stuff. I'm not good at even keeping track of shit like that. That's part of that unfocused thing, okay, which I love about myself. Um, I'm not trying to change that at all. I just really don't, don't keep track of this kind of stuff, okay? I know I pay shit. That's all. <laughs> oh, I pay for Shopify to have the fucking website up. That's right. I am paying for that. It might be like 150 bucks a month. I don't know. I have different apps on there so I could make it bitching for you. Um, so yeah, if you want to donate, that's cool. Um, what else do I have on there? Oh, my recordings. Also, you can find out how to join me on Zoom. If you're listening to this and you don't know how to join me live on Zoom, go to hopejohnson.org and go to the Wisdom Dialogues tab. There you will find the link to sign up. Right now it says I do it on Mondays. I'm actually doing it on Tuesdays. You'll see that through the Zoom link. Once I get around to changing that banner, there'll be a new banner that doesn't have a date on it so that I never have to change it again. <laughs> that just occurred to me. All right, you guys. Oh, I love you, Jill. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening and giggling. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Cora. Thank you, Connie. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Leah. I know you joined. Uh, that might be your phone number. I don't know. But um, I love you guys so much. Until next Tuesday, mahalo, aloha, and a hui ho. Yay.